and welcome to Cinephiles Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today we have Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez. Now when I tell you this person does everything, she does everything. Producing, acting, stunt work, directing, casting. She does it all. Can't wait to talk to her about all the adventures she's been through. Thank you so much for joining us today. How have all you guys been doing? Give us a call. 515-602-9609. How you guys been holding up? Watching any good shows? Netflix is kind of running out of things. Disney Plus as well. But there are some new things that are coming out very, very soon. Very soon. I was wondering what they were going to do with like the New Mutants. Whether they were going to release it on Disney Plus or whether they were going to release it in theaters. So far, they're going to release it in theaters. Supposedly in August. So we'll see what happens with that. Can't wait to find out. Well, it seems like we have Michelle on the line right now. So let's bring her on in. But give us a call if you want to ask her any questions. I see we have a nice, huge crowd listening in. Give us a call at 515-602-9609. Let's bring her on in. Let's, uh, let's give her a bit, a bit of that clap track. Well, hello. Hi, Thank Michelle. Thanks for having me, Steve. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Good to have you. How how are you Thanks doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Good. I'm doing okay. Uh, before we get started, let me ask you: How are you and your family doing during the uh, the lockdown? Uh, well, thankfully everybody is still healthy, and you know, doing everything they can to stay to continue that way. Um, you know, we're all being tested in different ways. So yeah, we're trying to creativity to kind of keep us sane while we stay yeah. indoors. Um, you know, I've got I've got cousins on the East Coast, my sister's on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast. Uh, we're all kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. In different states as they start to reopen. Uh, you know, it's not like everybody's just rushing out and like going back to normal because obviously it's a it's a real thing that we're having to deal with. So, um, right. yeah. But, you know, we're, my sister's painting and doing music. I'm doing a lot of writing right now. Nice. Um, you know, my cousins are doing a lot of virtual work right now just to adapt to the times oh, that we're nice. living in. And such is life right now, you know. I was just telling the audience that, that you weren't a one-hit wonder, that you you actually dabble in a lot of different things, producing and directing and, and writing, what have you. But before we get started and all that stuff, you, you're not an LA native, right? So you, you just mentioned that your family's a lot of your family's on the East Coast. Are you an East Coast girl? I am. Born and raised in Miami, Florida. And uh, <laughs> still have that, that, that spicy Miami-ness in me, so... Yeah, <laughs> that explains the explains the uh, the the Florida uh, education that 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 you have as well. That's right. Somebody did the research. <laughs> <laughs> I did my research. <laughs> now they they opened up really fast, uh, or didn't close down nearly fast enough in Florida. I don't uh, think they when, closed down as fast. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, yeah. I don't think they closed down as quickly. And I was concerned because, like, you know, my parents are obviously older and all that, but yeah. um, they're they're already very germ paranoid, which is fantastic. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that's great. Um, so they've, they've been doing a good job keeping their hands clean, wearing masks, keeping their social distancing and, you know, doing a lot of, a lot of socializing with family and friends via phone and Skype. And, you know, I taught my mom how to use the Zoom and set that right. up so that we can have big family get togethers <laughs> on Sundays via Zoom. And, yeah. So. Well, you know, I know yeah. you speak Spanish, you know, but when I saw the, some of the videos of those gauachos in, in, uh, in, during spring break saying, uh, you know, if I get Corona, I get Corona. I'm like, dude, I hope you're the first one to die, bro. <sighs> you know, because yeah. their their attitudes were so their attitudes were so wild, and and you know I understand being young. Okay. I mean, I think we I think we both understand being young, but being stupid is another thing. It's yeah, it's um, it's very cavalier to have that attitude and very self centered, because if anything, Corona has taught us just how integrated and how connected we are to everyone and everything. Right. Um, so to have this mindset of like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do whatever I want with my life. is like, ah, but the repercussions, it's a ripple effect. And imagine if everybody had that attitude and the many different types of negative ripple effects uh, right. that would happen. Um, right. And, you know, the same could be said about doing something positive. Like, you know, it's my life. And I hope that by being generous and supportive, I can, I can inspire other people to be generous and support. Okay, great. Like, they're both sides of the coin. It just depends right. which one gets. Uh, promoted with the media um, and it's it's you know I feel like it's kind of weird I feel like the news uh, it's meant to inform us of what's happening but it's also like where attention goes is where energy flows and the more right. we put attention on negative things the more we're going to find it and right. I, I I really hope we start finding some more people like um, you know John Kaczynski has got his good news channel now which is super yeah. cool um, oh, John Krasinski's show. Yes. Some good news. Yeah. It's like, what a ride concept. Uh, and I really feel like, especially now, like, we really need that. So, yeah. very grateful to John for you, putting you, that You know, Michelle, I, I'm, I'm kind of losing you. You know, you're in and out with, with your... Um, oh, really? With your, with your phone. Yeah. You're not consistent. So, I, I, need, I, need to, I need you to get closer or I need to find out what's going on. I, uh, there you go. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I moved it over, so I have another bar signal here, so that should help. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you know, you, you mentioned John Krasinski. I, I I mentioned the show several times on on my show as well. That I, I love that show. Uh, I I really it, it it makes me tear up almost every single time. Yeah, and and why does it make you tear up? What what about about it moves you to the point of tears? You know, it's just very sweet. You know what he does for other people, what he says to other people, what he does. You know, the the like when he brought Steven Spielberg on and and Oprah Winfrey on and uh, and spoke to the kids. And in the last episode, where he made it all about the fans being in love with the show, and included all their little projects on how they showed the show as well. I thought it was incredibly sweet, involving his wife as well. Yeah. You know, I, I think the show is really just yeah. very well done. I think it's very inspirational. I think it's very positive. Uh, there's nothing about it that's negative. It's, a, it's an extremely yeah. positive show, and it's, it's it's a contribution 
to society. So it contributes back to people. It's, it's even my show has like a little bit of negativity when I think about it, you know, the way I talk or the way I, the way I assume myself, you know, but he doesn't do that at all. How about you? Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I feel like we, I, I don't know if anything can ever be hundred percent positive, hundred percent negative or whatever. Like there's going to be a yin and yang to all things. Um, and I feel like that's what that's, it's, it's nice to strike the balance between the two. Um, so yeah, definitely having a, an angle towards positivity, uh, super, super important. Um, but you know, we, we, we only appreciate these things when we have a point of reference, unfortunately, it's just kind of the way the package goes. Um, yeah. So So it's teaching us a lot about that. It is. So you're from Florida. You Guano? I'm part Cuban, Lebanese. Spanish, way back, Moroccan and Egyptian, so just a, a big. Oh, you, you get the whole you get the whole mix in there, don't you? Huh? So, what, what yeah, is it? Right. What is it about you that wanted to do almost everything in your life? So, let's just start from the beginning. So, you're a kid. You're living in Florida. What starts off your your creative path? Uh, well, uh, the Olympics. Actually, I I always okay. was fascinated with the gymnasts and. Uh, just seeing them fly through the air and twist and turn and flip and just have what looked like freedom. Um, so, yeah, I really got into gymnastics and martial arts and uh, also just being raised with, like, I don't know why. I would, like, watch TV and see Jackie Chan films and Bruce Lee films and, and Chuck Norris and all these amazing guys kicking butt on the screen. I'm like, that's amazing. Right. I want to do that. But, like, me, I was like, I want to I see a, me, a female on the screen kicking butt. Um <laughs> So I just decided to get heavy into martial arts and gymnastics. Um, yeah. and what came first, gymnastics time, or martial arts? Uh, uh, martial arts actually came first. I taught myself huh. gymnastics up to a certain point, and then I started training like with a real in a real gym when I was thirteen. Sure. Um, but even before that, like my first thing within the creative realm of stuff was violin. Um, I was hmm. playing. I started. My mom put a violin in my hand when I was three years old, and I, I still play the violin and still record and perform. Um, you know, when when the phone rings for call for sessions, I'm, I'm a, I love it. I love playing music. Um, you still play the violin yeah, actually, to, to today? Yeah. Like Ishtar Perlman. Uh, I wouldn't compare myself to Itzak. He is a master. Oh well, I'm not going to I'm not going to compare um, anybody to Ishtak, but you know, but but you know, like the violin, like Ishtak Perlman. You know, not 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 like the viola or anything like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The violin, like it's a Perlman. Uh, my goodness, so many other incredible violinists out yes. there. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I, I still play the violin. I, w- I, when I first moved to LA, I played with a Middle Eastern group called Suhail Casper's oh. Near East Music Ensemble. So I had to learn uh, microtones for any music people out there who know what that is. It's ba- basically in Western music we have. Uh, semitones, which is like from a C to a C sharp. And then in, in Arabic or in Eastern music, you have microtones, which is like, instead of a half step, you have a quarter step. So you have a C half sharp or a C half right. flat. So it's like a little teeny tiny space in between. And you have to be so precise with your tuning. If not, you're out of tune. <laughs> right. And um, so, yeah, I performed with them. Um, I've worked on a couple commercials as a violinist. I've done a couple sessions for different artists and albums. Um, and trailer tracks playing violin, so that's been really cool. And yeah, and I still I still write 
my own stuff, which is kind of like epic. Uh, how how would I describe it? It's not quite pop. It's more like trailer theme songs, like trailers for music, like big epic theme songs. Oh. It's not it's big productions, and I like to right. make it complicated because it's part of my personality, I guess. <laughs> do you do staccato, um, or legato? What is your your favorite kind of? Because I I would think that if you did trailers, it would be a lot of legato. It would be a lot of a lot of long tones. It, it really depends. It really depends because you can do a lot of cool, uh, you can create a lot of cool texture with the violin. So if you wanted to right. have the melody play on the violin, then yes, legato. But if you want to have like um, a section where it's 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 supporting or building the, the layers of texture, then you might do a, a little bit more uh, spiccato or some really crazy glissandos so it just sounds like distorted sure. and scary. It just depends on what you're, what the the song or the track is calling for. So, um, I love it all. I love the things that tell a story and make you feel things. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not a one, I'm not a one size person. We're like, I just love legato all the time. Like we all, <laughs> we we wake up in so many different moods. You know, like we right. don't always want to be happy. Sometimes we want to feel other things on the spectrum, and that's totally okay. Right. Um, so yeah. So that's amazing. So you started off with a violin and then you went into martial arts, which, which I would think that you'd be afraid of hurting your hands because of your your mainstay, which is which is your violin. I know. Yeah, yeah a lot of people thought that, and I just and it never crossed my mind to like to be precious yeah. about anything. And maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. I think maybe that, it's a bad I think that's thing a good thing. Um, I think if you I think if you I think if you worried about it, I think it, it would have brought pressure to actually hurt something. I think I think yeah, you would have actually hurt yourself. Be, yeah, I wanted to be tough. I wanted to make nothing bring me fear or intimidation. I just wanted why? to be stronger than all of that. I don't know why. I I just had this little monster in me that's like, no, fuck you, fear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I wanted to always conquer it. And right. and to this day, when things get uncomfortable, I'm like, I like bury my head and I'm like, well, let's dig a little deeper. I don't give a shit if it's uncomfortable. Like, let's figure it out um right. and that is not a lot of people can ride with that wave i guess um right. but whatever that's just kind of my programming i guess the way my my personality turned out to to be okay you know i wouldn't be comfortable because it's not comfortable especially when like you're the only one who's like down for figuring things out most of the time um but yeah, I, I, I don't want to I don't want to live with a limitation. I don't want to live with fear. I want to live with sure. at least having options or solutions or making them up. If it hasn't been done, then let's figure out a way to get it done. Because I cannot right. be the only person going through this. That's just impossible. So well, that's the truth. Um, so yeah, it's it's well, kind of a part of my mindset, I guess. What, what style of martial arts did you did you train when you started off? I started off with Kempo, American Kempo Karate, which is street self-defense. So we had yeah. katas. At Parker and style. And yeah, at yeah, Parker, exactly. Uh, yeah. I got my black belt in that. I was going to test for my second degree black belt, and then I moved to California. And then when yeah, I moved out here, I got involved with, um, what do you call it, Krav Maga, Israeli martial arts. Um, also, while I was in Miami, sorry, I had to go back and forth between both coasts. I was doing a lot of um, capoeira. I got into Eskrima, and then when I moved, Eskrima's uh, oh, the Filipino, Filipino art, art, yeah. Yeah, nice and thick, Arnie style. Pad is also 
Um, and then when I moved out here, I started doing a little bit of Balintawak, which is a, another branch of Filipino martial arts. Yes. Uh, more close distance, very highly effective. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'm just, you know, the learning never stops. So no. I'm just trying but, to but you, you jump you know, myself. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a time I did, I did temple karate for a good, God, how, how long was that? I think it was like 12, 12 years. That's a long time. time. Krav God, I've done for, yeah, I've done, Krav has done since 2009. So what, that's 11 years? I mean, this yeah. year I can't even count because I haven't been able to train, unfortunately. So I'll say like, well, I'll say 10 years for Krav. That's fine. Um, but what I did for three years, you know, it's just, you know, we have different chapters in our lives where like something sure. takes a little bit more of our focus and attention. And, and that was that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully after this whole pandemic starts to either dissipate or calm down or we get a vaccine or we just trust our immune systems to evolve or I don't know what, just me being the eternal optimist, I really want to go back to Krav. I want to get my, I want to touch for my brown belt. That was the next one I was going to touch for uh, back in March before things shut down. And then, um, yeah, maybe the next one will be a little Kung Fu or something. I don't know. Yeah. I just want to keep on learning. Well, we have, uh, you know, I think they have a, a vaccine working off very close. So they're thinking early 20, you know, late 2020, if not early 2021. So let's just, let's just hope for that to go through. But you're, you're in, you're in Florida. You're, you're, you're a kid. You're, you're, you're in martial arts, but you want something else. You want to be what? An actress? You want to be an artist? What do you want? What do you want to be? What, what, what drew you to acting slash stunt, stunt organization? very interesting um i've always wanted to be a lot of things all at the same time because yeah. i believe in the impossible like <laughs> i don't even question it so it's so weird um but I, I i love the idea of relating to another person i loved it like i was like a mini psychologist psychotherapist like i was like let me analyze what's going on with this person and with this character and with these dynamics yeah. and this and that and that's so essential i think to acting is like not judging the person, but rather stepping into their shoes, stepping into their skin, understanding what's, you know, what's motivating them in a scene or what they're trying to, what's their purpose in the show? Like, are we just giving information like a day player on a TV? All right, cool. Then I'm just here to give you this information and bye. But if I have a full arc, I'm a, a you know, a guest role or a recurring character or a lead on a film. Okay. Now we've got layers to build in. And I really enjoy the process of, of discovery and understanding and just exposing these different layers of vulnerability or curiosity that is so inherent to our nature as humans, you know, and some of us inhibit it more than others. And I don't want to inhibit it. I want to explore it. I want to dive in. Um, so yeah, acting was definitely um, a vessel for me to do that. Um, and then along with it, I was like, well, I can do the straight acting stuff. But I can also do the kick-ass stuff like Jackie Chan, right. Bruce Lee. Uh, and so, you know, having the background in martial arts and, and gymnastics lent itself really well to stunts. And, you know, even though I came out here uh, originally pursuing the, I, I mean, I wanted to pursue the action movies, like the action stunts. And, you know, I was never a one person. I'm just going to do this one thing. Like, not even since I was a kid have I been a one thing kind of person. Uh, right. So I, I came after both of them 
Uh, and at the beginning, I just kind of took off. I found more. I found more success with the stunts just because they're like, we don't have somebody like you that does the things that you do that looks like you because, you know, right. there was just, there was just right. only a handful of Latinas at the beginning or Latina Arabs at the beginning. And now we have more, which is great because, you know, there, I, I believe in the world of plenty. So there's something for everyone. Um, but, you know, stunts also open opportunities when they're like, we need an, a stunt person who can also say some lines. And I'm, you know, I come to mind, somebody throws my name in. I go in an audition, they're like, oh, it's great. And they book me. Awesome. Sometimes they're like, we need somebody who can, you know, hit the ground, but then say the lines in Spanish or in Arabic or in French or Italian. I'm, okay, great. And so, you know, it's they all the things that I've done all lend themselves to each other, which is why this is such, I think, an optimal field for me to be in and why I miss it so much right now. Because uh, right. it really gives me a, a platform to put all the skills to work language, acting, doing martial arts, taking the flip, hitting the ground, doing reactions, being a team player and collaborating to make a, a story come to life. Like this is, this is where I should be. What, what, what did you go to school for when you were in Florida? What was your, did you have a major, did you have a thought Did you ever, did you ever think other, other than what you wanted to do? Did, did you mind, did your mind oh, wander yeah. to another area? Yeah. I've had, I've had lots of, I mean, I'm just kind of naturally a curious mind. Um, so I did my associates in arts for music and music education because it was just, it was kind of like the, the, the go-to thing to do. And because I had done so much music I, and I didn't really know what I wanted my degree to be in, like a practical degree. I didn't know right. I could just go off and be an entrepreneur or just, I don't know, do a mentorship with somebody and have a different path. Um, I was kind of following uh, the formula that was presented as like, this is what you do, Michelle. You go and you get a degree and then you get a job and blah, blah, blah. Like, right. it sounds so old school compared to like the kids these days who are like 14 and they already got like an online website business thing going on. I'm like, <laughs> wish I'd done that. <laughs> My gosh. And like, I have such an entrepreneurial spirit that I just kind of wish, ah, it doesn't matter. Like everything takes, everything takes us on the path we're supposed to be on. Right. So, but you didn't, you didn't grow up with the YouTube generation. You were, you were not part of that generation, were you not? No. I was not. Yeah. I came in, uh, that, that happened after my high school years. Uh, yeah. I think it started to, to happen a little bit more in like college-ish or past right. post. I don't know. Cause I posted, I posted videos from like, my gosh, my college recitals when I was doing my music degree. <laughs> wow. And, um, so like YouTube <laughs> was around while I was in college. Um, right. so I, I don't know, I guess I'm an elder millennial. I don't know where I fall on the stupid generation scale, but it's all good. You're um, a millennial. <laughs> but, but yeah, I got, I got my degrees in music, uh, music education. Good. I got a bachelor's in theater arts and music business and entertainment industries, which is very much about like, you know, uh, artist management, copyright law, contract enforcement, like how to write contracts. Like I have a very legal uh, legally minded mind. Like I, I right. like talking, I like doing, taking care of contracts and the business aspect of things because that's where people get screwed and that's where I get annoyed. And I'm like, you know, knowledge is power if you know how to apply it. So let's get educated about contracts. Um, right. So I, I, I love, I, I like taking care of good business. Um, right. And then I got a master's in music because I wasn't sure. I didn't feel like oh, I you got a master's in music. Yes. I also have a master's in music for vocal performance. Um, so yeah, voice was voice and violin were my main things still. And uh, I came out and with my with that degree in my pocket, I was able to get two different jobs teaching. Like it wasn't full time teaching, but it was something. 
so I could cover the rent. Because uh, right. out here in L.A., it was really expensive. As most of us know, cost of living is not a walk in the park. Uh, it's right. pricey. And at the time that I moved out, gas was like 5.40 for un the regular unleaded. Like it was so expensive. Oh my gosh, I was comiéndome un cable, como dicen los cubanos. Like I was eating cables. I was so <laughs> I was so hungry. There was well, nothing to do but grab the cable well, let me ask the wall you. and eat them. You're you're yeah. in Florida. You're doing gymnastics. You're you're doing martial arts. You're 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 going to college for 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 music and what have you. You're getting your masters. How how does your family? respond to you are they enjoying your 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 trek um i think most of my family is really supportive and they're very uh i don't know impressed and proud because it's not a normal path and uh, you know i guess a lot of people have this thing about not they say i'm not normal and all right whatever <laughs> fine <laughs> they say you're not um, normal i'm not normal and um I like have learned to accept it. I used to think it was like a not good thing, but at the same time, I, was like, you, I don't know how to not be myself. So what do you think that means by, by you not being normal? What, what do you think that means? Well, like, I guess the average person is, is satisfied, content, fulfilled with obtaining a job and being like, cool, this is the one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to do it really, really well. I'm going to make a living and that shall be enough. Um, and I have, this uh <laughs> really i i guess i want i want a lot of the life yeah that I, sucks I, I, do a, I think that person well, sucks i don't think that person sucks i think there's a, <laughs> a place for everyone you know like yo absolutely but you know like call, to call me strange based based upon that perspective that sucks i mean come on man well, like because i want to do I, multiple you know, things and you want to do one thing in your life i'm a strange person that's weird i I, I mean, I, I, I could go off on a long list of things that have been said that have definitely uh, left a mark and made me say, okay, well, I can't, I have, it's not my business to make, to make them see it my way. I'm just going to so have you, to let the been, results speak. So you've had, you know? you've, you've been called a couple things that have, that have left a mark on your life on, on a perception of what they think you should be doing. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I mean, <laughs> real talk. It's, it's, yeah. It's, you know, it's, I want it's real not, talk. And it's not a, it's not a normal, it's not a normal path. It's not an easy path. And when you have people who you do let, who are close to your life or they're your family or they're your friends. And then they say things like that because they're also just, you know, repeating the programming they've been given, you know, right. that's how they were conditioned. They're also thinking about a certain norm, a societal norm. And I'm not, I'm, I want to color outside the lines and say, you know what? I want to do it my way. How's that? Um, Because doing one thing just didn't fit for me. It did not feel like enough. And I was not satisfied with just one thing, Um, which is why, you know, I look at my life now. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense that everything has been taking me on this trajectory to, you know, producing where, you know, having the insight of being an actress and a writer and a stunt woman and a, a musician and a, you know, I compose and I do voiceover and post-production voiceover stuff like ADR and editing, like all of that lends itself so well to being a, a, a great producer because you understand what each department needs. Um, you know, and there are other things that I'm venturing into now as I adapt to these times. And again, all the stuff that I've been studying and developing and you know, learning about how the world works is all leading to 
I think of, uh, for me, my bigger purpose, you know, because I don't just live for a paycheck. I don't just live to to have people be like, oh, my God, weren't you in that commercial? Like, I don't care. Yeah, I was in that commercial. Thank you so much. But, like, that's not that's not the end all for me at all. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's it's, I guess, not a normal perspective. A lot of people, I think, a lot of people share a certain goal of becoming rich and famous, and I that's never been on my list of things to do, to become rich and famous. Like, that's the real work is what you actually accomplish beyond right. what's in your bank account, beyond, what you know, the person at the grocery store that's like, oh, my gosh, that's what I told you. Like, oh, can you take a picture? Like, that's super sweet, and I, it's awesome, but that's not I, – I, I feel, and I want to have – more well, one is one is one is success, and the other one is fame. I think those the distinction between the two is is very is very different. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't I don't fame is one thing. I I want to I want to leave a different mark in this world that that is not about me, but is about the people that I'm able to uh, empower and inspire and help and motivate and provide for and like my goodness, truly uh, truly lifts up a full community of awesome white lighters you know like that's what right. i want to do right well you you have a, you, a very huge career doing so many different things producing to acting to to uh, to stunt stunt organization or stunt working what have you uh, what was the first thing that that really kind of pulled you in, in that direction when you first of all how did you come out to la let's start there how did you come out to la was that an easy process uh, was it a difficult process it was a leap of faith. Uh, I, I, like I mentioned, it was really expensive to, to move all my stuff in a truck, to get to take a trip out, to do a couple interviews, to hopefully come out here with a job already, something, a little something just to kind of make ends meet. And it's not even like I had 20 jobs. <laughs> I had to get 20 jobs when I came out here. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a leap of faith. I, I, I took a, a very short trip, did a couple interviews, found an apartment, terrible apartment, but whatever. It was, a, it was like a landing it was just a tra- transitory spot. Um, shipped all my stuff over. Took a flight. July eighth is when I moved. Three days after my birthday. Um, wow. And yeah, I just started right away trying to figure it out. Trying to figure out like, all right, how do I get an agent? How do I get this? How do I cover my expenses? What else can I do for work? How else am I going to get out there and, and still have the flexibility so when I get the call for an audition, I can do it? Because if you're tied into a nine to five how are you going to audition? It's, right. you know, it wasn't a really a thing back then. Now you have virtual self tapes and stuff. It's changed a lot, but still like, you know, being available for the work is, was the first thing that I was trying to figure out when I moved out here. So, uh, but I'm really tenacious and really, um, crazily determined. So yeah, I would never, was, I would never, so. I would never think that you were tenacious. <laughs> it's yeah. not like you're gonna run over my interview you know you're 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 very you're you're incredibly strong but by, by the way you know uh what what, what nationality did you say you were you you were you were part cuban nationality I'm, yeah i'm I, well nationality my i'm a u.s citizen so i was born in the states uh, what, 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 what is your heritage oh, my god uh yeah, Cuban Lebanese. No, I have to make that distinction because a lot of people oh. are, are you Mexican? I'm, I'm like, first no, generation American. I know all these distinctions. I, I, I go ahead. 
Oh, oh well, in, in, for the listeners, then, just in case, just to be clear, uh, ethnicity, I'm, I'm Cuban, Spanish, uh, Lebanese, Moroccan, Egyptian. Those are, those Lebanese, are my, the main that's things. That's the one. Yeah. Great food. Lebanon has oh some gosh, awesome delicious. food. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they're yeah, we very, have a, we have a lot of great, wonderful people. Oh, yeah, we have a lot of great Lebanese restaurants here in L.A., and, and I cannot eat enough food. I mean, it kills me every single time. So that was the one. I, so I wanted to make sure that it was Lebanon. That was part of your heritage. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, my God, the food is so great. Of course, Cuban food is so fantastic as well. I mean, the way they do chicken, nobody can do chicken like that. All of it. They're platano maduro, frijol oh, yeah. I mean, it's so flavorful. I oh, black beans like and rice. Oh, you're saying it right. Oh, yeah. It's so delicious. It's the best. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's, it's not only flavorful. It doesn't matter where you're from. The minute you taste that, you're like, this yeah. is a different type of something in my mouth. Like, it's a different right. experience when, you, when your taste buds light up. It's like, mm, that amazing oh. flavor. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. It's Oh yeah, I, I I've always said that you 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 can't be racist if you like one of three things, food, women or men, and music. You just can't be. There you go. Because you you enjoy yeah. life. But if you don't like those three things, I can understand why you would hate people. Because you don't hate you you don't like life. So of course you're going to start yeah, hating it's a, people. It's a very limited. That's an interesting perspective, Steve. It's it's a super limited perspective if you don't like those things because. I mean, yeah. there's there's a cultural ap- appreciation that comes with music right. and food and men right. and women, um, right? <laughs> and you know, just sharing sharing the human journey on this planet. Like we all come from somewhere. Oh, and absolutely. That's great. That's okay. That's what adds you, spice if, to life. You know. When you go to like Peru, it, it, they they eat food one way, but if you go to Ecuador, they're gonna eat food almost the exact same kind of food, but in a different way. And then you go to Colombia. They have the same, they have meat and potatoes, the same thing as Peru and, and Colombia, but it's going to be a little mm-hmm. different. So it's, it's just, it's yeah. just that those differences is what makes us who we are and makes us special. And, and I really appreciate okay. that. I really love that. You know, in, in my dojo, you know, I've been training martial arts for or teaching martial arts for over 30 years. Every time I get a new nationality or a new person to my school, the first thing I ask is, you know, especially if they're zero generation, like they just moved here, it's, you know, what restaurant do you go to? Because mm. you, you always know it's going to be an originated restaurant, like a restaurant that they know yeah. that speaks the language and it's, it's an right. original, you know, original recipes and what have you, because I love food. Right. I mean, I mean, I'd be, a, I would be a fat pig if I could be, I'll tell you. Huh. <laughs> well, you know, you, it, it, it's good to enjoy great food. Um, yeah. But I think the stomach, the stomach has its limitation. We're like, we'll have more delicious food tomorrow. Because <laughs> um, I've said the same thing too. I'm like, my gosh, if I didn't have to give a crap about how I felt or how it feels yeah. to move when you, you know, like if it just didn't matter, whew, yeah. I'd be eating all the time. Like, wish well, I had I'm the, crazy. I'm the youngest child and I, I work out all the time. So I, I, I can't really gain weight to a certain extent, but I love food so much. So you come, so you move out to LA and everything is so expensive and you're, you're kind of going like, you know, what could I do? What could, how many jobs can I get in order to like qualify in order to be here? What have you, but what is the first job you get here in the arts? that that kind of kind of changes your your mind about about being here 
Oh, I changed my mind about being here. Um, that's a tricky question, actually. Uh, my first job, official job, was actually doing a voiceover job um, for Wii Nintendo. I had to see. I had to say "Clasificado A para todo," and that was it. That was the audio <laughs> And um, that's what got me my my. They like tapped heart lead me for that that line, and then after that, are you joking? I got. I'm I'm very serious. Like I had done a couple of like TV things in Miami, but it was you know it's a work for hire state at the time. Sure. Um, and it's because I spoke English and Spanish. I did all these auditions for voiceover, and finally landed a commercial saying one line that was like they wanted kind of a computer, but not like you know they give you these really abstract instructions that I'm like my goodness, it's such a it's a it's a fee for all honestly, it's such a lottery. Um, right. And I I I think I got really lucky because I put my own little twist on that and they loved it and that was that and no no more need to think about it uh i waited for my next job which was doing voiceover for a movie called the way where they needed Mm -hmm. several languages because it was an international film um and so they're like but you need to be sag and so i went to the sag office and i threw all my money down okay i'm gonna do this thing and i joined the union um and then from there on out i started you know little by little start working here and there I, I got a, a stunt job on End of Watch, being a, a like a, we could call it nondescript, just an ND stunt performer. Because we were in the cars, you know, holding grids and running out of the way and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, obviously acting and auditioning. And it, it's just been a constant, you just have to keep on showing up. I think that's, that's I mean, that keeps showing up and, and saying, how do I make the most out of today? Or how do I make the most out of the the things that I do have at my disposal? Um, so, yeah, I, right. I, I don't have one thing that was like, great, this is going to make me rethink what I do with the industry. Like, I was just determined. I was like, this is it. Whether it sucks or not, whether I make it or not, like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it was such a really? clear feeling. Even when it's sucky and it's difficult and I'm not getting any of the results I mm-hmm no I can't get or I think I should get it's like leaving is not an option right. quitting is not an option and I have had many times especially these last couple of years where like other life circumstances have made me question and be like what am I doing with my life my god um and it's just interesting it's just interesting because I still even when it gets crazy difficult I'm like ah I freaking love it but I hate it but I love it and so right. It's it's that kind of thing. You have a personality of, 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 of females that I grew up with, like first-generation Americans, what have you, that I grew up with. And it, it's been a long time yeah. since I've spoke to anybody that, that is kind of like you. Because you're, you are an extraordinarily strong individual, and you don't care even about the circumstances, about what happens in your life. You, you, you seem to be extremely confident on what you desire and what you want. And nothing is going to get in your way to get what you want. Am I wrong? Well, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think there, there, if you're going to achieve your goals, you have to have a, a you have to have that un, unstoppable, absolute faith and conviction in this thing you're going after. No matter whether it's how to make the first electric car to how to get a thing on the moon or how to, you know, make a kick-ass film with only $8,000. Like, 
you have to have that thing in your in your belly or in your heart or your spirit that says, you know what? Fuck the rules. Do it anyways. Just fucking do right. it. And I think right. I have that in my head or in my spirit because I just I don't I don't really care about the circumstances. I'm still going to I'm still going to try. You know, you know, you know what's weird I, is, is I that you're you're obviously incredibly intelligent as well. You're incredibly intelligent as well and knowledgeable of yourself and your surroundings. I would assume that would create some fear, I mean, even a little bit of doubt about your career path, where you're going to go or, or what's going to happen to you. But it doesn't seem to have done that to you. Well, I think doubt is normal. I think doubt is a human quality that, you know, it exists to make us really double and triple check our answer. Are you really sure you want to pick option C? Yes, I'm, you know, let me, you know, and it's, it's, I think doubt is, is an important voice to listen to because either you, you will fold and you say, oh, you're right. I shouldn't do this. I, this was a mistake. And you save yourself or you say, I get it. I'm supposed to be doubtful. It's not supposed to be easy. These hurdles are here for a reason, and I'm either going to fold or I'm going to figure a way to get over these things. And that's the purpose is to get you to right. be creative, you know, to get you to get right. to become so resolute about what is what is it that you're after and be so clear about it. And if you don't have some doubt, then I don't know. I don't know. I, I, if you don't have doubt, then I guess you're just one of the really, really lucky ones that the stars align perfectly. But I feel like doubt is just part of the formula. Like you're going to have moments where you question yourself and that's okay. That doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means you have to really think and listen, listen to that voice, listen to your heart, listen to your gut, put all those internal organs to work and be like, am I really (laughs) supposed to go through with this or what? Um, Because they're all there for a reason. We, We literally have these physical manifestations of like sensations in the pit of our stomach or in our chest. Or you know, ah, wherever, and it's supposed to guide us to the direction we're going to grow the most. Not where we're going to be comfortable, but that's where we're going to grow. So that's why I kind of I've become somewhat friendly with fear because I'm like, all right, fear, either you will destroy me, and there's a part of right. me that's like, I've had moments where I've, I've surrendered to them, saying, all right, I accept that this might destroy me. I accept I may, I may not stand up after this one. This one's really right. going to knock me out. Um, right. and, that's, and, and that, too, is also, that was a, a very difficult lesson, but I learned, I grew a lot from that lesson of being able to say, wow, not everything is in my control. Sometimes I have to surrender. Sometimes I have to actually hit the deck and fail. Right. And there's where the growing happens is when I decide, okay, I'm done being down here. I'm going to get back up on my feet, and I'm going to do a better job. I'm going to be a better me and I'm not going to make the same mistakes or I'm going to be stronger, smarter, quicker, whatever, you know, whatever the lesson is for that. Um, And that's why it's like, you have to, you have to just keep standing up. You have to keep showing up. You have to keep on wanting to grow because the minute you stop wanting to grow, forget it. Like to me, that's when we start to really age. And then we start to deteriorate. And then right. it's just, um, well, you're, you're, that's not what I Your stunt work and your acting have, have not really stopped because your acting is still progressing as well as your stunt work as well. So they're, they're mm-hmm. both continuing on the same kind of path. So Because you, you have acting jobs that are in post and pre-production. So yep. it, it, was there any of them or, or either of them 
that that you wanted to do more than the other? Oh well, I mean, gosh, it's, it's there's a lot of stuff that was supposed to happen in March and April, and ooh, there's a whole pilot I was going to have an acting role, like uh, several episodes on, and that was going to be like, wow, this is a breakout show, woo! Uh, and then uh, it's now on who knows what's going to happen with it. Who knows? It's just a giant, right. ginormous question mark. And that has been a very, has been so difficult. And, you know, I, I know we're all dealing with a lot of stuff, but like when you build a certain momentum and then it just comes to an absolute screeching halt, like I, I, there is, I don't know what to do except to keep on showing up and saying, got it. So if that's going to take a while to come back, and that hurts my heart and my spirit, I'm going to write, I'm going to produce, I'm going to make some music, I'm going to keep training, I'm going to look for other ways to have, to figure something else out, because we have to adapt. We just have to adapt. Who knows what's going to happen in, in 2020 or 2021 with the vaccine? Does the vaccine work? Does it not work? Who knows? We will right. not know. So we have to just, you know, put our most creative uh innovative minds on and yeah just keep on trekking forward i I think you're 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 acting on a tv uh you know workshop which is based on the movie snowpiercer snowpiercer snowpiercer. oh yeah that's in canada yeah there was so man so this was she i can't talk about it (laughs) because not a lot of people have heard about it yeah go ahead yeah, I know it was going to be a, a bit of a vigilant, like a bit of a renegade is more like that's kind of all I can say about it. Yeah. Uh, a bit of a renegade role. So there's action and there's acting. Um, and that's well, it. Have, you, have you ever seen yeah. the movie? <laughs> no, you know what? I haven't seen the movie. I need, I, well, I there, need there's, there's, a, there's oh. a, yeah, there's a movie right, right, right now on the, the audience that's listening right now. Listen up guys. Snowpiercer's on Netflix right now. It, it's a wonderful movie. Uh, you know, played by one of our favorite guys who plays Captain America in uh, in the Marvel films. You know, a lot of it is like a Bioshock film, the, the video game Bioshock. So they go throughout a train, and the back back of the train are the poor people, and the front of the train are the rich people. And they need to go throughout the train in, either, in order to find their victory and what have you. So it's uh, Bang Soo Hong and a lot of other great Korean players were in the, the original movie and it's a brilliant movie but I had no idea they were making a TV show based on that so they're making a TV show based on that in Canada yeah correct Linda. <laughs> um, so good times <laughs> kind of kind of. it was so it was crazy because I was supposed to go back in March and then it right. got cancelled and there was supposed to be more episodes and it all got cancelled um, so yeah, I don't, it's, that breaks my heart. It's a very, yeah, it's a very strange time. It's that breaks my heart. I mean, that, that would have been an, cause I, I, I saw a couple of the pictures from it right now and that would have been a brilliant show. I mean, it was a great movie. Uh, like I yeah. said, it's on Netflix right now. It's an excellent movie. I love it to death. Um, and, uh, and I, I think it would have made a great show too yeah. bad. And it will. It still will. It's it's just you know right now we're we're on hiatus, the forced hiatus. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so you know hopefully it'll it'll come back very quickly. That's what we're all what, hoping for. 
Well, tell me, um, tell me, tell me about Sons of Anarchy. You worked on Sons of Anarchy, which is a lot of our favorite shows. Um, how was that working on that show? I did. I doubled. I doubled a fantastically fierce actress on that show. My goodness, Wanda De Jesus is her name, and uh, she's like, she's like, I used to, I used to be a boxer. I used to be this and this and that. And she's tough, tough as nails. This woman. Oh my gosh. And she channeled all of that into her character. Um, <laughs> I got to work with Eric Norris. He was the stunt coordinator for that. Son yeah. of Chuck Norris. That was really cool. I was like, oh, That's my right. gosh. I'm such a fan of your dad. I felt like such a dork. Um, but, you know, <laughs> his, his dad really inspired a lot of my love for martial arts and sure. the martial arts for, for TV, like the fusion of all of that, you know, stunts and acting. And, um, so, yeah, uh, it, was, it was a great experience. Worked with some really rad people. Did a nice big fight. Uh, got to get really, you know, it was a great opportunity. It was one of the earlier jobs, and it was a really great opportunity. I was so thankful that Eric brought me on and that I was the right fit for Wanda. So, yeah, nice. all positive. Nice. And then you jumped on from there to, to the Lone Ranger, which was, uh, you know, with Johnny Depp, which was a Disney film. Yeah. So on, it's so interesting. The Lone Ranger, I they they hired several. Uh, several mixed uh, stunt performers to play the Comanche women in the flashback scenes. And it's hard to find. We have a very, 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 very small pool of Native American uh, stunt women. Like, when I say small, I mean, like, there's probably three, if that. Like, there's just <laughs> not a lot. Um, we did a 21 and me kind of whatever by a genealogy test. Apparently I'm like 2% something native American. I forget what I'm like, right. maybe that counts. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're all from the same Gaia continent from a thousand years, gazillion years ago. But sure. uh, so yeah, we all play come on to women and uh, they shot us up in the flashback, meaning like the cavalry came, burned down our teepees, shot us to pieces. It was a giant, wonderful mess. We were up in Lone Pine for a couple, like almost a week. Uh, wow. Really great opportunity to, to do some like bigger wrecks and stuff like that. And then when we watched the movie, it just ended up on the cutting floor because the flashback no. was like they make it all blurry and like fuzzy. You can't really see it. I'm like, oh, geez, that's so disappointing. Yeah. Like, we had some big wrecks and then we couldn't. Um, you know, you can't, you can't control what they do. In the, in the I know the scene, I know the scene you're talking you know? about. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, wow. uh, it's one of those things that you're like, well, at least, you know, it was a, we, the coordinator knows what we did and that is. Yeah. That, or for the course. That's, that's basically your second resume, right? There's right. Credits that you actually have and the coordinators who know how to talk about you know, who you were as a performer, what you did, how it was yeah. to work with you, your set etiquette, like, that goes that goes a long way. So I hear that so much, you know, about about you know you know what what somebody else knows you did, and what your IMDb says that you did, but can, but can't be proven. How, you yeah. know, and, and I've talked to so many sun coordinators, sun organizers that are so well known, so popular, so famous, and they've done so many movies before, and a lot of them feel like they should be hidden. And even the acting performers should be hidden. Uh, that is it, that it is a hidden art in what have you, which is why a couple of them don't believe that you, that anybody should get an Oscar. I don't really have the same point of view, but 
but I would like to hear your point of view. Well, I think, uh, I think once upon a time, many moons ago, that was the way that things were. That was the way things were done. You know, it was like the, the actor was the, the, the main product. He was the, he or she was the superstar and, you know, it was made, it was supposed to be a perfect fusion of, of efforts to make it seem like he or she was doing all the action. Um, and now because stunts have got into such a level of, of evolution and they're such game changers, like they, it is such a science. It's not just, Oh, crazy adrenaline junkies just hitting the ground. No, like this is, it's, it's strategic. Like there's, there's science behind how things happen. When you talk about doing a cannon flip or lighting a whole fireball in the middle of town square, like that is a science. And yes, I think it should be recognized because it's not the same as like, you know, I don't know, putting a book on the set, not to, not to diminish what a prop person does. That's essential to the world. But or set organizer. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's essential to the world that we're all, the story that we're all telling. Right. You know, so I absolutely think that stunts are more than overdue with getting some recognition. Um, sorry, that's my dog. Other, other, than, to- other, than, other than the Taurus Awards, I agree with you. Exactly. Like, Taurus is for specifically only stunts. But the Oscars yes. recognizes everybody. And as such, everybody should also include everybody. <laughs> like, right. not said. Um, right. So I think that's 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 one of those things that I you know I I definitely think there's no need to hide the ego and be like oh we're the invisible performers. I disagree. I don't think we. Should. I don't think LGBTQ should be invisible. Plus, sorry, LGBTQ plus. You know, I think everybody deserves to find representation and to be seen and acknowledged for the immense amount of skill and talent and and hard work it takes to do the things that we do as as fun community, you know? Sure. You you, 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 so, you were in ride along as well with with uh with Kevin Hart and uh, and Ice Cube. So you were you were a driver yeah, was, in that one. I, I was the driver on that. You know, there was there was a lot of uh there was a lot of driving in that. Um and for me it was it was it's cool. It's it's it was just another experience. I think some jobs are more exciting than others. And yeah, <laughs> that was one of those ones I was like, all right, cool. It was, it was a quick, I only worked a day on that show, but yeah. it was cool. Well, it was, I, it was a I, good group. So. I want to I hear about Teen Wolf because you're, you're one of 19 people I know I, that I've interviewed that have been on Teen Wolf. I mean, there's, there's actually a couple shows that I'm going to point out that uh, there have been several of your peers that have been on these shows, which is incredible. Uh, but, but Teen Wolf was a good show. Tell me about that experience. Yeah. Teen Wolf was great. We played the, the Latin hunters, um, you know, and our, our, our function of the story was just be more of the bad guys and rot, walk around menacingly. And then we wrecked the party and everybody got shot up and got killed. And uh, spoiler alert, um, sorry, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take my dog out soon. Go ahead. She's pulling attention. Go ahead. Um, uh, that was a really fun experience. I got to work with a lot of my friends, and that's always amazing. And yeah, it was. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about. Hmm, let me see. 
Legends with Michael Bean because Michael Bean is is everybody's favorite actor. They they, they love Michael yeah. Bean. They can't they, they can't wait for him to die and everything he's been in. <laughs> in yeah. every single film I've ever seen Michael Bean in, he dies. But you were in you were part of this film. How was that? Legends, 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 Legends. Oh, that's the FX show. That is. Are you talking about Legends? Yeah. Yes. Oh, we so we played. Yeah, that was that was cool. We played. Uh, hold on a second. We played part of the. Oh my gosh, it's like on the tip of my tongue, and I'm forgetting it. We were part of the Manson Girls, the Manson House, and we're basically under the influence of this guy, and um, we were the girls with knives. So we had a giant. We took on these soldiers and had a giant fight choreography. Um, lots of times we died. It was great. That was a really, that was a long, extensive uh, shoot because there's a lot of detail that goes into it. Um, it was amazing. Like, again, I got to work with some of my, my closest friends on that show, so it was a crazy amount of fun. Yeah. And, yeah, like we, a lot of times you're like, here, you guys put something together, put a fight together here. And then you three put something here, and then that's a sequence. And because we're all moving, and sometimes we're featured and sometimes we're not, like we got to come up with all sorts of uh, of different choreo and just have like we just need to be creative together. So it's awesome. See, so I'm going to jump forward to Fate of the Furious. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people that were on that. How was your experience on the, on that movie? This was probably one of my favorite jobs. Uh, we were in Cuba for two weeks filming one of the, the chase sequences. Who are you um, with? That's to work with a local stunt. Who are you some people Cuba? that you were with? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Junior Rojas is one of them. Yeah. He was like the head captain from Cuba. He's a rad human being. A uh, great team of people there. Um, who else? We had Monica Lopez, who's actually Puerto Rican. Monica also Lopez was Latina. just on two days ago. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so she's she's total badass, badass face. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. were working with J.J. Perry. I mean, it's yeah. a long list. I, I wish I had the whole like call sheet in front of me so you could be like, literally. I know. Like, I, I have I have a couple people that were, I have a couple people on my show that have been were in Cuba with you, which is why I was laughing when I saw when I saw this on your <laughs> when I saw this on your thing. I mean, on my resume. <laughs> on your resume, yeah. because it it just seems to be repeating itself that you know the all these great people seem to be collecting together. Um, yeah. I mean, all, it, it happens a lot. Like we get, it happens a lot that we get to, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a big world and a small world at the same time. Like eventually you start finding yourself with a lot of your friends on set. Um, and those for me are the best days because you get to co-create and then design cool stuff. Or sometimes they give you the choreography. It's just, it's just an amazing time when you get to have that synergy with people who are just as passionate about doing what you love. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's a special experience. Mo- Monica Lopez Aliman, which, which she doesn't tell people to call mm-hmm. her, by the way, you know, she's a really beautiful dancer. She's a wonderful dancer. Yeah. But I, I asked her a lot about the food and the music over there. What did you think of the food and the music over there? I'm, I'm pretty sure you had the same experience. I mean, Cuban music, it's the right. best. Like, they, it's their blood, genetically, spiritually. That right. is, there's nothing <laughs> like it. Oh, my gosh. And I love, there's something so happy about Cuban music. There and, um, my, it was it was amazing. It was amazing to, to, to hear it 
fresh in the streets. Like we we had a couple. I think we had like a day off in the whole yeah. shoot, a day or two off that we got to go to like where they have all the street art vendors and you have people who are like playing music right there, como si fuera nada, you know, like just hanging out, playing the best salsa ever, offering un cafecito. Even if they have nothing, they're going to offer you un cafecito, a little <laughs> coffee, because that's that's part of the culture, is being really right. warm and and kind. And yeah, so I, I really, I loved that experience just because I got to see, I got to see it with my own eyes. I got to smell the Cuban air. I got to see the real right. people and, you know, it was it was it was very moving for me. Yeah, that's such a rare experience. So, so it's such a different experience. You know, I I asked her the same question because she was born in Puerto Rico. So to go from Puerto yeah. Rico and going over to Cuba, it just so it's so different uh, to have that experience. Um, for, yeah, you going from Florida and ha- being around so many Cubans to go over to Cuba, it, it must that must be surreal for you. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, like, if, you know, coming from Florida, like in Miami, sure, we have a bunch of Cubans, and we have a lot of Cuban food, and we have a lot of Cuban music, but, like, there's right. nothing, like, getting it from the source. It's like, listen, you go to Brazil, and you see the Capoeiristas, and you hear the, the the Brazilian music there, and it's very different than any hole that you go to in, like, South Beach, that they have Capoeira schools, but it's just not the same. There's something right. different about catching it and seeing it at the source, and, um... Yeah, again, just seeing the old architecture. And I mean, honestly, that's kind of sad that the infrastructure of like a lot of these beautiful buildings is like falling apart because the government has, right. I guess, done more to uh, take care of its people and provide more. But that's getting into a political conversation. It um, is. <laughs> you know, but, but it, it is what it is. I mean, those are the facts. You can't deny that that's not what's happening. So, I mean, and again, it's it's incredible that the Cuban people still have the spirit that they have when when you see it for yourself, how they live and and how how things are there, you know, just the way that it is. Well, pol- so. well politics notwithstanding, politics notwithstanding, I, I cannot wait for the Cuban people to be free and for us all to be yeah. able to go to Cuba and to enjoy their country, their island in a way that we've we haven't seen since the 1950s. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It, it's a, it's it's beautiful in a way that like pictures and words and history books don't can't quite ever describe. So, right. yeah, I'm really looking forward to the day that that happens. So a lot of people can can go to the island and visit and and take in such a beautiful culture and just everything about what it is to be Cuban and the pride yeah. that comes with that. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, That's I'm incredible. really looking forward to that too. So, yeah. so the set was good. Did you, did you have fun working on on the movie itself? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. First of all, I usually have fun doing what I love with people I love. Like that's yeah. it's kind of impossible not to. Uh, right. I don't. I I can't think. I. It's so most like ninety nine percent of the time that I have a fun job. It's awesome. I think I've had one job that I was like, wow, but we won't talk about that because it just yeah, no. comes from a positive experience. <laughs> But the majority of them have been just, I, I'm I'm like, I'm jumping for, I don't care if it's 16 hours later. I'm so happy that I'm with people that are awesome and they're, you know, they, they share a, a mindset and mentality and appreciation for what we do. And it's like, right. I don't know. I just value it so much. So tell me, tell yeah, me about, I had a great know, time. Keep, tell, tell me about Jane the Virgin, because that you, you and, you know, a couple other people have been on that show 
I love that show very much. So, what was your experience on that? Because you you did a couple, you did more than two episodes. Yeah, I um, I think my favorite part about that show is Gina, as a human, as an actress, as a producer, as an everything. Like she's such a fantastic leader, and like, and you can tell because it always starts from the top down. Like if if you set the tone right, and you're the captain of the ship, my goodness. What a party boat that's going to be. And that's how she was. Like, she made everybody, every single department feel seen, recognized, appreciated, valued. She was so caring and such a total professional. And she was my favorite part of the show. Hands down. Gina. Killing it at the game. You know what's weird is that you and Monica, you and Monica Lopez have have actually um, interlapped a lot of your career. What do you mean? You, you, you both worked on s- several of the same projects. Casey Undercover, oh, yeah. uh, Fast and Furious. You know, we just talked about something else that I'll tell you about a little later on that, that'll make you laugh. It, 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 trust me, it'll make you laugh. But <laughs> tell, me, tell me about The Runaways, which, which is, you know, a great show that came on and, because you're, you're part of the Marvel family. So tell me about The Runaways yeah. and what your experience was, was on that. That was, it was, uh, who, uh, her name, Alegria, I think was her name. Yeah. Um, younger actress, really sweet. Uh, and I just had to do a quick day of doubling her on one of the escape routes that she had of climbing through a window and doing some other, you know, nondescript stunt. Like, it wasn't a crazy big fight scene. It was just, you know, kind of be in danger, do some physical stuff, and then scramble out. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes we get to do bigger things and sometimes it's just... Right. You know, it's just another like day in the office, ball. so to speak, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a gag, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, uh, I think, who was, who was my John? John was, I'm blanking on his name, it's terrible. Oh, I, I'm not going to say. Uh, but, again, the coordinator's super nice, everybody was super yeah. cool, it's a quick, easy day. Um, you know, all the hard training of, like, can you do pull-ups and can you lift yourself over here? Like, sometimes it comes down to something as simple, like, all right, you're going to have to jump through a couple obstacles and then do a pull up and climb over without hitting this on the way up. All right. Cool. So all the training leads <laughs> to that one moment, you know, that it's like at the end of the day, that's like one of the quote simpler ones. Uh, but that's, that's part of stuns. Like you don't know what you're going to get the day. It could be really complicated. It could be something like you're going to do right. a pull up and crawl through this window and bye. Thanks right. so much for coming in. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so it, just, it depends. It just depends on what they need. Well, after this, you worked with an actress that whose stardom is just growing and growing and growing, which is Casey on the cover. So you did. You worked with Zendaya, and, and yeah. her, her 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 career path is just insane right now. So, how, what, what, yep. was, what was that show like for you? We John Epstein and Mick uh, were the stuntmen, along with Mallory Thompson, who is a wonderful, amazing, incredible performer, and and. She's coming up in the ranks as the next stunt coordinator. Uh, it was nice. really great. We put together um, a laser tag kind of fight slash. I mean, it wasn't a laser tag. It's just that's the Nickelodeon way of saying it. But it was it was a, a little battle scene uh, with you know parkour and obstacles and stuff. So again, just using all these different skill sets and designing something that is uh, producer approval ready because we had yeah. to design it. Rehearse it, the producers get some notes, redesign it again. Then we did a test run with the audience, and then we shot it live on 
Friday. That's usually how these shows she run. She basically did like a live previs almost. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Because they, wow. they want it to be – there are a lot of like – for kids shows like that, there's you know, like you can kick somebody in the head or you can – you know, make them die, but they can stay down. <laughs> but they're not dead; they're just dead. You know, like, we have to suspend the, the belief in a certain way that's acceptable for yeah. the audience, and you know, the ratings and all that kind of stuff. So, right. you know, that's why there's a certain a different protocol for like TV kids shows like yeah. that. And but yeah, she's she's really cool. She's really grounded. Like, I don't know. I she's she's a really she's a really normal. And when I say normal, I mean like Zendaya accessible and nice like she's she doesn't come across she didn't come across at least to us like a super diva she's just very right. real and grounded and like yeah yeah she's super cool yeah I wanted, I wanted to share with you that that funny story about monica because we we're just recently talking and, and she's in dune with with zendaya plays chani and dune the movie by written by Frank Herbert, the novel. Dune is like mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies. It's one of my favorite books. She had no idea what the book was, the movie was, or anything like that. But she told me everything about the set and working with Zendaya and what have you. And I found that very interesting because she's, she's in what, what is going to be one of the biggest films of that summer. But she has no idea, yeah. she has no idea about the film that she's in. And I wanted to ask you. Is, oh, that happens that, a lot. <laughs> does, I was going to ask you, does that happen a lot to you guys? Or you're part of such Absolutely. a big project that you have no idea. Like, because I know yeah. how big it's going to be. I know how big it's going to be. Do you, do sometimes you do not know how big it's going to be? Absolutely. I think a lot of times I have no idea how big it's going to be. We show up, we do our gags, or we choreograph, or we just do that, or whatever we have to do, and then, you know, we perform, and then the rest is up to, like, the fate of the universe, how big it's going to be, or how big it's going to be planned, or if it's going to get stuck on the cutting floor, or if it gets, you know, completely canned altogether. Like, we have no idea. So much can happen between what we shoot and what ends up on the screen for the public. So, right. you know, we I, I think after a while, you learn to not get too excited just because right. like it, it, it gets tiresome when you're when you have high hopes and then oops just getting a change you know like that can <laughs> that can take its toll so it's better to just like enjoy the pro- present enjoy the moment and right. have no expectations and then let life surprise you with like how big it actually turns out to be you know right right so but yeah well, there, there are plenty of times and here's the, they also use like code names so sometimes they can't tell you what show it is you know, they just can't. Oh. They have, they are super duper top secret. This is cold. I didn't even think Apple, about that. Apple you're right. Burger. You're like, what? What word is that even? They can't say. Doesn't matter. Just some obsolete word. You're, you're totally right. It could be like apple bark or like you know, backseat door. It, it'll actually be something else. Yeah, completely. And like they are, they're they're super strict about it because. You know, there are a lot of curious fans, or there's uh, a, a, an audience that, or yeah, just fans really that are like, oh, I yeah. can't wait for the next release of this film or this TV series, yeah. and like you don't, and then people, you know, they they have spoiler alerts, they leak stuff out, so you know, there's there the studio people are pretty smart, they know what they're doing, yeah, <laughs> and they know how to keep their proprietary information super duper top secret, absolutely, um, and it's it's needed, it's, there's a reason it's like that because it works, you know. 
I, I don't so, disagree with you. When those when those Dune pictures came out, we 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 took we all took snapshots, and sh- I mean we're all grown adults, and we all shared it around like they like they were uh, baseball cards, because we couldn't yeah. wait for the other person to see like what 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 like Zendaya looked like because she plays an incredibly important character. She's the love interest of the main guy. Oh, there you go. So so yeah. so it was important to see what she looked like. It was important to look like mm-hmm. what, what 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 her people looked like, how they were represented, and what have you. What the main guy yeah. was going to look like, you know, it was it was quite interesting. So you you are absolutely correct. There's some things that you're saying that I didn't quite think about, but but you were absolutely correct. You know, there you worked on a, a lot of different things as well. I mean, you're a producer, uh, but you also worked on video games as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I work a lot of motion capture. Um, I worked on Call of Duty Four, Black Ops. Yeah, mocap. I've also done PCAP. Uh, Hopefully I'll I'll be doing some other types of performance capture where they actually, I might actually get to do some characters. Um, I've been working with Crystal Dynamics. Can't say on what project because of NDAs. Um, But yeah, I've been, I've been pretty, I've been very fortunate to work with some wonderful people in the video game world. And you worked with Noah Vega? Yeah. Yes, I have. He's also, he's the best. He's the one who uh, got me in. Him and Sean Charney got me in for an audition uh, for the team. Uh, Sean Charney. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he. Woo, come on, pop. Uh, he does a lot of. He does a lot of video. How do I say it? He does like reenactments of like anime things, but in live action. Uh-huh. Chore, uh, choreographer, fight choreographer, stunt coordinator. Uh, yeah. Cinematographer. We've all been we've all been friends for a very long times. Noel Vega and I have been friends for for a very long time, but. Yeah, that's why when Small you mentioned the name. Oh, yeah, this is a very tiny world. Well, you know, I, 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 like I told you, I've been teaching martial arts for over 30 years. So it, it's it's one of those things where my people are lent over to those those places. So it's, you know, just like you were a martial artist, I have martial artists that go over to stunt coordination and stunt work. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Noel, Noel, super, super wonderful. Um, really, really clean and professional when it comes to getting through all the stuff we have to capture on the day because there's always so much. It's literally a full eight hours of moving and, and getting a whole list of, of, you know, performances that we need for a character or for several characters. So that's mocap world. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you enjoy mocap? Was it something that interested you? I love you? it. Yeah. Always. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, there's it's the full realm of the imagination, I feel, when you get to do motion capture because you're in a volume with, with like, whatever, boxes or, or nothing. You know, you have to basically imagine everything. When you're on, when you're filming and it's not a green screen, um, you know, you can, you have a set, you have a costume, you have technique, you have real things to feel and interact with. Book um, app is the opposite. You have zero things there except your imagination. And yeah. it's really the more you can activate it, the better you can perform. So I personally love doing it because it's so it's so wildly cool and different and yeah. challenging in its own way. So yeah. Well, we're wrapping up now. You know, we only have a few minutes left. But tell me about the fear of, fear of the Walking Dead. What was that experience like? Because you worked on that a lot, actually. Yeah, I did. I don't forget how many episodes I did. I think it was like eight episodes. Uh, yeah. We shot in Mexico, Rosarito. Um, 
I love working with James Armstrong and Jack Tamplin, who are the stunt coordinators for that show. Um, they're some of the coolest people I know, and they're super uh, oriented about safety, but still keeping it exciting and dynamic, and, like, they're just super pros, super, super pros, and super inventive with how they, they, they I mean, can you imagine having to come up with, like, a thousand plus different ways of killing zombies? Right, right. You know, after a while, you're like, how many ways can we kill a zombie? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> they are really, really inventive when it comes to designing different ways to to right. kill off the many zombies that they recycled us as because, you know, they, they just, with, again, eight episodes, I think, is, is quite a bit. But there were so many different scenarios where, like, we need a certain look or we need a certain skill set or this particular zombie is going to do this thing before they die. And so, you know, it's it's always a great feeling to get picked. And to be part of the team for that work, because again, it's just awesome to do to do what we love. So yeah, well, I think you, the world have, of them and right. Fear the Walking Dead has such a strong fan base. It's, it's amazing. So it does, it does. You know, you have such a healthy resume now. How does your How does your family feel about your work now? That that you created such a resume and that you are so visible in a lot of the work that you do. I think my family is proud of me, and I think they're impressed by, again, the tenacity because it's not been an easy route, and they've seen me throughout all of it. Um, and I think they have an appreciation for where I've, where I've gotten more than most people because it's different when you see it from the inside, when you see the ups and downs that come with it, when you see the the, the broken things that happened along the way. And you're like, you're still going to go after that, even if you got this, and even if that happened, and even if there was an injury, and even there, blah, 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 long-ass list. Like, they've, they've, they've witnessed it. And so I think when you witness it firsthand, you, you know, I, I, I do think they're, they're, they're proud of me sticking with it and for not letting anything, like, I mean, things get me down, but I always get back up at least most of the time <laughs> right now I'm right. a little down just because like Corona is a different kind of monster for me to deal with. And sure. I'm having my up days on my down days, but um, yeah, they, they've been, they've been very, they've been very proud of, of what I've been able to accomplish because I don't, you know, it's not an easy task. I don't think everybody who comes out here gets to fill up a resume the same way. Um, and I, you know, part of that is just a lot of, a lot of hard training um, a lot of hard training, a lot of blessed opportunities that have come. So when right. training meets opportunity, that's when you have the formula for hopefully a booking, AKA success. And then you keep on building and it's just right. one thing after the other. So, yeah. You've produced, you've acted, you've done stunt organization, stunt performing. What do you, what mm-hmm. do you want for your future? Now, I really, uh, I, for the last couple of years, I've been doing a lot of writing and producing, um, and I really am, I'm looking forward to doing a lot of writing and producing for a TV series, or several TV series. Um, I, I love storytelling. I love creating characters and arcs. I love playing with my imagination and, and designing different worlds and, and situations for my characters to overcome. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm stepping more and more into my voice as a writer and as a producer. Um, I still love performing. It's not that I, again, I don't do one thing ever. 
Um, but at some point, I'm probably going to transition more fully into just writing and producing and acting um, because, you know, you can only hit the ground so many times. And at some point, you have to it's, – it's not around the corner. Like, I'm still as, – as soon as we get back to filming, <laughs> I hope to do this for at least another 10 years if I'm lucky. Um, yeah. But, you know, who, we don't know what's going to happen in the next any no. years. So I'm, I'm staying very open and – having a lot of faith that the universe will guide all of us into where we're right. truly meant to be. Um, but yeah, I really, I, I really, I really love the creative process of writing and producing. And if there's a role that I write that, uh, wow, I would be good for this role, then great. Hopefully being right. a producer also gives me a little clout. So there is a, an opportunity for me to, to do what I do there as well. Um, are there any yeah, specific, I, specific things that you want to write and produce? Are there specific products or projects or, or a genre? Um, I love action drama because, again, there's a world of stunts and there's a world of drama, and that's, for me, like where I get to explore a lot of, a lot of the many layers of human experience. Um, so, yeah, action drama is probably my, my favorite. Um, hmm. Comedy is a different monster, but I don't think I have the I, – I haven't, I haven't delved into a lot of comedy writing. I've done a lot more action drama stuff, and I – Sure. I feel like I thrive more in that genre than in the other ones. Um, so, yeah, I would say action drama is what I really want to focus on as a writer and producer. I love doing action drama films, action drama series. Um, the three I, I wrote, I've co-written with my writing partner, too. Really, I, I, I'm very proud of what we've done. Um, five action drama series, and the other one is a political action drama series. And I'm really excited about the political action drama series because I, I just think it's the, it's the strongest, the strongest thing we've written so far. And the other right. one was really strong too. But this one is like, wow! <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to build the Bible. I'm excited to pitch it. Like, oh, it's so, it's so grounded and relevant, and like, right. there's room to make a lot of important social commentary through the, through the, the episodes, and uh, what a great platform to get through, you know. So, yeah, that's what I'm really excited to do. You know, there are a lot of reasons why people would want to work 12, 14, 16 hours a day with you. Can you give me some reasons why why people want to hire you to spend that much time with you? Because I have a lot of energy. (laughs) Got to be more than that. I, I, I'm very, I'm very honored. I'm very humbled, and I'm very grateful that uh, people think of me as like, wow, I just gonna, yeah, let's definitely bring Michelle Jubilee or let's get her on the thing or whatever. Like, I'm super honored. I'm super humbled, and I'm super grateful to be considered at all. So let me just start there. Second of all, yeah, I, I, because gratitude seems to fill my gas tank. Like that's what keeps me running, even when it's wild or crazy. In the morning, you know, I started at ten in the morning day before. Like, I, I'm really grateful to work with amazing people, and that keeps my energy up. Um, I, I'm a solution-oriented individual, so like, if some, if something is missing or if something's complicated or if we have to change things all of a sudden, like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm down to help. I'm not just there to like do my part and then go away. Like, I think people know that about me. It's like I'm so ready, willing, and, like, innovative when it comes to, like, oh, well, here's a suggestion, and let me know if you want it, and whatever. 
Um, right. I, I, I don't want to step on toes, but there's a way to present an idea if it's needed, um, especially under certain, like, tight circumstances. Like, listen, guys, we have two hours to shoot this, and we don't have this. Now what? Anybody got ideas? Right. I'm like, I do. <laughs> so um, I think that's, that's a, it's, a, it's an asset. It's a helpful thing. And, you know, my job is, to, is basically to be a service to the production, to my team, to my stunt coordinator, to the producers. Like, how do I help us get what we need? So we can get on with the, the next thing because there's more stuff that has to happen. So, um, right. I, it's, it's, it's very much a team mindset. It's never hmm. about, even when you're acting, it's not about you. It's about your team partner. It's about the story. It's about what, what are we trying to communicate here? It's not about you, you know? So right. I think people know that about me now. And, uh, that's why, you know, it's, it's become more and more common for people to recommend or to refer or to just, call me up and say you're available i'm like absolutely <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's been a, it's been a great interview I, I i hope you're happy with the audio it does sound like you did walk around like 20 times <laughs> you because your audio is <laughs> your audio is all over the place so, oh, I'm sorry. It, I'm so it is sorry. The only it is just, it was just this last 20 minutes because i had to uh take my dogs out but i'm just, oh. yeah. I, I'm trying to hear you. I, I'm trying to shut up so people can hear you. But <laughs> your audio is all over the place. So we're but we're going to end. We're going to end right now. So so l- let me give you a hypothetical. You know, you you have a a, a girl that's living in Florida, M- Miami, wherever you want to say, and she's looking mm-hmm. up to you, and she wants to be a lot like you. You know, she feels your energy. And she wants she wants your energy, and she wants to to be a producer she wants to be a writer and maybe stunts who knows how do you how do you think she should go about it what what attitude should she have what personality traits should she begin to like encompass i love this question wow what a great question um personality traits number one love yourself and know that you're worthy of achieving your vision and you're worthy of having the success that comes with it. That to me is like ingredient number one is you have to see yourself as worthy of receiving the thing that you're after. <laughs> that sounds funny. Afraid of fear. <laughs> Don't be afraid of fear. Fear is your friend. Fear is a tool if we let if we use it like a tool. It's there to help you survive, to stay away from danger, and also to, if it's not danger, then it's an opportunity for you to grow. So learn to decipher the, between the two. And that's why it's like fear is such a tricky, tricky element to befriend. Because if you make, if you, if you misinterpret it, it could be a bad thing. But again, the worst that happens is you fall, you die. <laughs> and then you're on the other side and then it's all good. Cause like you're, you're free from this trap, but um, you know, you'll get back up. You know, things that, oh, this is going to break you. I'm never going to do this again. No, you'll adapt. You'll change. You'll do something different. You'll, you know, life has a very interesting way of, of putting this on different paths. Um, so don't be afraid of fear. Learn to use fear as a tool, as a guidance counselor, if you will. Are you moving in the right direction? Learn to listen to your gut. Don't, you know, harness that, that voice. Listen to it. Learn to cultivate that voice. If you have love in yourself, if you have that self-love, that voice is going to be very crystal clear. So the, I think the biggest thing that we have a challenge with as humans is, is learning how to love ourselves or accept ourselves or encourage it. Like we have to be kind to ourselves before we can be able to show that to other people. Um, right. And I, I, it's amazing how 
so many different elements affect our ability to love ourselves as we grow up. So I would start there. I would keep your chin up, keep your vision very clear, have a lot of faith in yourself. And if it's not easy, then work harder. <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to have to figure out what what is going to be the solution. I don't have a skill set. We'll develop the skill set. I'm not there. We'll do a self-tape, use virtual. I have this and this and that. Like, write down all the resistance and then say, if I were on the other side, how would I want this person to propose a solution to this problem? Hmm. And think of it from the other side. And you'll see how creative you can be with your solutions and with creating the things that you want to develop in your life. Right. Those are my, my little golden nuggets that I hope will be of service to somebody out there who is looking to do a similar path of pursuing their dreams. <laughs> well, we have 1,900 people listening to us right now, so I'm pretty sure somebody's going to wow. take something from that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Well, you know, cool, it cool, was a pleasure cool. having you on the show. You know, you you are absolutely high energy. Um, um, you know, I'm very proud of what you're what you're doing. I, I'm very happy to hear that you're happy, and I can't wait to see what the future entails with you because I have no doubt that no matter what happens, because this coronavirus is not going to ha- be here forever. That I have no doubt no. that when this thing is, is is over and clean and clear or even partially done that you're just going to go full forward into your career and make things happen. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you saying that. And I, I know for all of us, we're, I can't wait for all of us to just shoot off like rockets after this thing gets lifted and we can all just like hit the ground running again. Cause I, we, we all have so much we're going to accomplish, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward to hugging people again and <laughs> seeing their faces and, you know, within six feet or whatever it's going to be. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the future. And I think with every challenge, even with coronavirus as a challenge, like this is such an opportunity for us to to become better versions of global citizens, of creative entrepreneurs, of creative individuals, and of truly building a community of supportive, loving, kind respectful, tolerant, wonderful people. We, this is yeah. an opportunity for us to give ourselves a makeover, truly. I so. agree with you. I, I, I 100% agree with you, by the way, because what's the point of going through all of this if you're not going to change and be a better person and evolve? Yeah. We, we, we all know we can do better in a lot of different aspects of life, um, from politics <laughs> To filmmaking, yes. to personal relationships, to relationship with self, like, there is so much room for improvement. And I think this, you know, having the time to be stuck in the house and to be confronting ourselves and our thoughts and feelings and the things that have yes. probably not been working in our lives, this is right. the opportunity to face it. And it's going to be a little messy. It's going to be very messy. It's going to be what it is. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the the exercise of practicing acceptance and saying, all right, I accept that this is the reality we have created. Now, what are we going to do about it? And like, let's really be prepared to to truly take positive action and to step up and say, let's forgive ourselves for the stupidity that we have created up to this point and choose to be better versions of ourselves all the time. You you say what I say at the end of the show. You're saying exactly what I say at the end of the show. I have my line. You, 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 no, no, no. I, I, I mean, trust me. I love it because you're, you're. It shows that 
it's true that mo- that a lot of people yeah. think the same things. But yeah, I have my last four minutes of the show where I put on music and then I, I, I tell them what I think. And, you know, you're saying exactly what I, <laughs> what I say, wow. which is like, like, forgive yourself, forgive, forgive yourselves, forgive other people, become better people, become new, read that movie, write that movie, read that book, write that book and so on. Yeah. Tell me, you know, how could, how could the audience reach out to you uh, through Instagram, through Twitter, through Facebook? How, how can they find out everything about you? Um, the wild, the world wide web. Um, I feel like the best <laughs> way to get in touch with me, because I'm really bad with Twitter, believe it or not. Um, Don't I, worry. I, Twitter, I, I do is, tw- like- Twitter is the devil. I think Twitter is the devil. And uh, I, I'm not, a, I use it, but I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, it's just like, you know, your DMs have limitations on how much you can write and this and that and even your tweets. Like, it's such a promotional platform. Like, you can promote them. The evil that people use on that stuff is so toxic that I don't don't even want to get involved in that. The the amount of things that people can say to you, send you information, uh, the amount of evil that they can put on your page. I, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, so there's... So there's Twitter. <laughs> uh, Instagram seems to be a good one. Actually, I think Instagram is probably the best one because that's where yeah. I post the most, the most uh, diverse photos of like me with my violin or me doing stunts or me training or me whatever. You know, like you'll you'll see the more the many different sides of me. I think on Instagram than on any other of the social media. Um, nice. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, good thing, bad thing. I don't know. Uh, Michelle Jubilee across the board. That's my tag. Um, and nice. yeah, if that's, 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 that's it. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the one, the number one, I'd say the three. And that's it. I'm well, so Michelle, grateful it, to you, Steve. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, listen, it's been a pleasure having you on. You are quite the personality. And I don't say that lightly. You are quite the personality <laughs> and we loved having you on. Your energy is infectious. And it yeah. definitely is something that we needed today. I needed a little wake up call. You're you're like my morning coffee. I really, hey, I really. Appreciate you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I really appreciate you. Yeah, I need a little pick me up. Well, I had I had a I had a, a interview earlier today, and it kind of like, you know, it kind of wore me out a little bit. But you woke me up really fast. It was it didn't take a, a couple of seconds for you to like, whoa, I'm awake. Well, you're an incredible guest. You have really fantastic energy and there is zero, zero doubt in my mind that whatever you put your mind to, you are going to accomplish. Now, I wouldn't say that to a lot of people. I wouldn't say that at all to a lot of people, but to a person like yourself with, with your kind of energy, with the kind of personality that you have, with your fortitude, with your musical skill, with your producing skill, with your acting skill, with your martial arts skill, with your stunt work, there is no doubt in my mind that, that you're going to get to do whatever you want to do in your future. And I'm, and not that I am somebody that should be somebody to be proud of you, but I am extremely proud of you. And I cannot wait to see what your future entails. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much. It really means thank a lot to me. So thank, thank you. Thank you, Michelle. You're a great person. We're going to give you a clap track out. Okay, girl, we're going to clap you out of here. Hey. <laughs> here we go. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye, guys. You're awesome. Bye. You're awesome. See you later, girl.
Bye, Chief. Bye, girl. Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez. What an incredible person. Her energy is incredible. Could could you not? (laughs) She was speaking so fast she was losing breath. (laughs) She was speaking so fast she was losing her own breath. You know, she has so much energy, so much to say. Her brain is on fire. Not a bad thing, a great thing. A musician, a producer, an actress, a stunt performer, a director. I mean, she's done it all. And I have no doubt that she'll do everything that she, she can to become everything she wants to be. I have zero doubt about this, zero doubt. And, and I'm telling you this, I wouldn't say that about a lot of people. Well, first of all, those other people wouldn't present themselves in that, in that formation if they didn't want to be that way. So that's one of the reasons why. If they presented themselves that way, then maybe I would consider that. But she didn't leave any room for you to doubt her, did she? Right? She didn't leave any room for you to doubt her at all. Oh, no, you can't do that. Really? I don't think she's leaving you any room for you to doubt her, bro. Oh, you can't be a great actress. She's already acted in so many damn things. What what are you talking about? (laughs) What do you mean she can't act? What do you mean she can't act in more things? That that, that would be insane to say. So I would think it would be insane to say that she can't accomplish everything that she wants to accomplish in her life. It would be insane to say that. Because this person is a forward progressive human being. Not only impressive, but quite incredible. And this is what I wanted to bring on the show. I want to bring people like her that are incredible people, articulate, skilled, talented, bright, educated. She's educated, man. These people are educated. They didn't choose this because they're dummies or because they can hit their head against a wall. I heard somebody say that to me recently. I thought these people were stupid. She was really smart. They're all smart. They're all smart. Did you not hit listen to them all? We had Gina Limbrick, we had Amy Johnston, Monica Lopez Alemon, Alex Marshall Brown. These people are smart. Really smart, smart, smart people. And incredible at what they do. Incredible. And what they do. They're fascinating. They're interesting. They're kind. They're generous. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle, for sharing your hopes, your dreams, some of your flaws. Thanks for sharing some stories about your family. Thank you for sharing your heritage. Thanks for sharing a lot of information about movies that you've been involved with, shows you've been involved with, fears that you've had, insecurities, how you struggled, how you got through the name-calling or the doubts people had about you. You are an inspirational person. And we were blessed to have you on. 
Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez. Thank you so much for being on the show today. God bless you. For all of you out there, like Michelle and I were talking about, these are the days of reflection. Look deep within yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive other people. This is the time. This is your moment. If not now, then when? Forgive yourself. Forgive other people. Move on with your life. Reach out to other people. Reach out to them. Tell them how much you love them or miss them. Ask them how they're doing. Make sure they're doing well. And for you, read that book, write that book, watch that movie, write that movie. If you're not going to become a better person, if you're not going to do the things that are necessary, then what was the point of us almost being punished the way we have been punished? What is the point? When we leave this pandemic... Are we going to jump for joy? Are we going to run out of here like children out of a, of a, out of a school ground? And just run after the things that we want? Or are we just going to stay in our rooms and just cry? Let's go after those things that we want. Let's become those people that we want to be. Let's get those things that we want. Why not? We've earned them. I wouldn't say deserve, but we've, we've earned it. Let's go get them. I believe in you. I believe in us all. I love you all. And thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Steve Pisa, and this has been Cinema Files Radio. God bless, and be well. We'll talk soon.